0: Folks, welcome to Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by Superbook Sports. I'm your host Ryan Blackburn at NBA Blackburn on Twitter. We're part of the Mile High Sports Podcast Network, and I am excited to come to you after practice on this Sunday, recording the Sunday evening, kind of a few hours spaced away from it. If you didn't see it already, I wrote a practice diary article up on Mile High Sports. Make sure to go check that one out. Gives a lot of good information, some good quotes some of which I'll share in this podcast, but some of which I won't. I think it gives a good update on the Murray and Jokic situations as well, so make sure to check those out. But on this podcast, first segment, we're going to focus in on this practice stuff, everything that happened today. I do want to make sure to highlight why I went to this practice and and talk about some of the things that were said, including a lot of discussion about the defense for obvious reasons. Second segment going to talk about the hope and plan for the rest of the preseason as the Nuggets are going to play three more games in this preseason, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We'll talk about what those are, what's going to happen, things like that. And then third segment, we'll go briefly into kind of how this preseason is going to affect the expectations for the regular season, which I think there are some minor things that I would definitely take from it at least. But first, let's talk about practice. I was definitely curious to see who played, who didn't play in this practice. As it turns out, Nikola Jokic was a non-contact participant in practice today. He is showing up as questionable on the injury reports, although Michael Malone shed a little bit of extra light on that. Murray did some minor contact. I think that's what Malone said. He, he technically said that Murray did a little uh, with regard to practice, but the conversation was about contact. So not sure whether it was about just the contact sections of practice or f- the full practice in general. But I think it's safe to say that both of those guys, and Michael Malone said this, that both of them are doubtful for Monday's game against the Phoenix Suns. It would not surprise me, and this we'll get into this more in the in the second segment here, if the plan was just to hold those guys out Make sure that they don't have any lingering issues heading into the regular season. Obviously, Murray's dealing with enough. Jokic, you want him to be in as good of shape and good of spirit as possible heading into this regular season. Once again, you get into that 82-game grind, and you absolutely would prefer if everybody was kind of on the same page, going the same direction. So, for Jokic, you want him to be in the building, playing with the team, experiencing the wins and hopefully not experiencing a whole bunch of losses. That would be great. The Nuggets wrapped up practice. Media was able to enter during the free throw competition that was going on. Michael Malone was walking around with a belt of sorts, a championship belt, like like wrestling. And the Nuggets had a belt. Actually, no, they had the the defensive player of the game, Chain, last year. Uh, That's the player that they would give... uh, The defensive play of the game, too, or the defensive player of the game, and just whoever was impacting defense the most, according to Michael Malone. And this time, he handed out a belt, and the belt was for free throws. Whoever made the most free throws in the practice sections, uh, in the, the after practice section, out of 25, was given the free throw champion award, basically. The free throw championship belt. Peyton Watson and Flacco Chanchar made all 25 out of 25 of their free throws in that section. And so they had a little competition right at the end of it with all the players and coaches surrounding them. Peyton Watson won it. He didn't miss a free throw the entire practice. So take that for what you will. That's a pretty impressive feat. Uh, it probably took about 30 free throws and made all 30. So I know it's, uh, it's practice. It's definitely not a, a It's a not a high intensity situation by any stretch, but good to see Peyton Watson showing some confidence in his stroke. Michael Porter also broke out of football during uh, practice, like that end of season practice, end of season, excuse me, end of practice portion with the free throws. He and uh, a couple Nuggets were basically throwing the football around the gym, just very lighthearted in a good spot. Everybody seemed to be in a good place which is funny. It's interesting. Michael Malone actually made mention of this, that the Nuggets practices have been really good. Training camp has been really good. But Michael Malone said that the intensity that they're bringing to the games just isn't as strong as the intensity and the effectiveness that they're bringing to practice, which that's such an interesting thing. Uh, I'm not surprised in some ways because this is a group where the majority of their work is going to get done in practice. It's not going to get done in the games. Uh, everybody is a pro here uh, with Denver starting lineup specifically. All of these guys have been around the block. They know exactly how to kind of ramp up into this. And so it's not surprising necessarily that they haven't been going full bore in that preseason environment. Would everybody like to see them uh, go balls to the wall a little bit? and hustle around on defense, make sure to uh, wrap up the details a little bit. Yeah, of course. I, I don't think anybody would question that at all. It hasn't happened yet. I'm not really concerned, and it doesn't sound to me like Michael Malone is that concerned. I know he's continuing to preach the defensive aspects of everything and making sure that everybody understands that this defense is super, super important for Denver's success. I do think everybody knows. It's just about when and how they are applying themselves. It's interesting. I talked to Jeff Green. Everybody talked to Jeff Green. I just happened to ask him the question about effort, specifically in a preseason context. And he gave me a good answer and and talked about, and I have this on MHS.com, that if you are in a situation where you have the opportunity to just play basketball, you're going to play, you're going to play hard. It's not necessarily a designation between preseason and regular season or postseason or anything like that. Now, I do think that's kind of the veteran savvy answer where that's almost what he's supposed to say. Do I think that the Nuggets starters and bench guys and, and like, are they flying around to the ball basically? No, I I don't, I don't think that they're doing stuff like that in a preseason context just yet. There are definitely some times where the effort is ramped up and they're looking pretty good. But for the most part, I just don't see it as like – and Michael Mullen said this too. A lot of the mistakes are effort-related on the defensive end, whether whether it's transition defense or one-on-one defense or just understanding concepts, things like that. It's not necessarily schematic. It's not necessarily understanding. It's more of just doing the thing. So that to me, I have to imagine that that's more of just a – we're ramping up to the regular season kind of mentality. Jeff Green kind of disputed that a little bit. I'm not trying to argue with him. Like he absolutely knows better than I do, but I just kind of see it differently. Bruce Brown also spoke today. Uh, he was very good with the media once again. He's a football guy. He's a uh, – I'm not sure if he's a – I'm not sure if he's a Bills guy in particular, but the Bills and Steelers game was playing in the in the outs, outdoor air no, – kind of the atrium area before the elevators outside of the practice doors. And so he got a peek of the Pittsburgh Steelers Buffalo Bills score and was ribbing Malone for that because Malone is a Steelers fan. Uh, The the Bills were up just a gazillion points at halftime. And so that was pretty interesting. Uh, Bruce was fascinating to talk to. He was talking about how, like, I think there's definitely been there's definitely been a little bit of a growth curve, a learning curve for Bruce Brown when it comes to playing with the Nuggets bench. He was always a theoretical fit with the starters, somebody who could play off of Jokic and Murray and Porter and guys like that and really flourish in that situation. But when you play him in lineups that where he's next to Bones and Davon Reed and uh, Jeff Green and DeAndre Jordan or Zeke Nagy, then it's just not the same dynamic spacing and playmaking and creation that a guy like Bruce seems to feed off of a little bit. Now, he was asked if the uh, if this talent kind of compares from what he's seen, if this talent kind of compares to the Brooklyn talent. And he looked at the, the reporter who asked and was like, eh. he didn't really want to answer honestly because I think he thinks that uh, the Brooklyn guys are even more talented with uh, with KD, Kyrie, and James Harden. And like, look, I, I understand why he would say that. Uh, they didn't do anything. So I'm not really sure whether they're the right or whether it is even skill level that really matters in, this, in the grand scheme of things because everybody's really skilled. Uh, it's not necessarily even about that in most cases. But he was good to talk to. Bruce was. I do think he's going to figure some things out. It's just taking a little bit, and it might need to have some staggering involved. Like I posited to Harrison Wynn today before practice that maybe the right thing to do for him is just to bring him in earlier with that starting group so that he gets an opportunity to play with Murray and Jokic and maybe Porter at times, or maybe it's just to swap him and Porter pretty early in that rotation, like still start Porter, but bring in Bruce at like the seven-minute mark, and then bring back in Porter at like the two-minute mark or so, and so he can then stagger with the second unit and play with Bones and guys like that. I think there's something to that. I think that may be where Denver ultimately ends up, but from the sound of it, from the look of it, I just don't think that Denver's really going to stagger all that much in the early parts of this season. Michael Malone's talking about effort, he's talking about execution. He's singularly focused on defense with a side a side piece of health. Like that's all it is. He is very worried about the defense. I know I said that he's like I think he knows that a lot of it is effort related and that the effort will ramp up. But I also have those concerns too where if you're not going full bore, if you're not really working on those habits early, then it can look a little different when the regular season and then the playoffs roll around because the speed of the game and the processing of the game is just going to be so fast. So we'll see how it evolves. But either way, good practice session today. Uh, Once again, Jokic is doubtful, even though it says questionable. Murray is doubtful, even though it says questionable. When we come back, we're going to talk about how their injuries and Denver's overall play has affected the rest of the preseason and the plans for that when we come back. the first, this podcast, as you know, it's brought to you by your friends over at Superbook Sports. Superbook is bringing Vegas-style wagering to the palm of your hands. Now they will match 100% of your first bet up to $1,000, no matter if the bet wins or loses. You don't have to be at the stadium to enjoy football this fall. Just visit Superbook.com or download the Superbook Colorado app right now and start getting in on all of the action. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. We're back pickaxe and roll ryan blackburn here thank you so much everybody for tuning in appreciate all the love and support on the program as always if you can it would be awesome if you could rate review and subscribe to the podcast five stars apple podcast spotify google wherever you get your podcast would be fantastic all right the nuggets have three more games in this preseason they've got a monday game when you potentially listen to this against the phoenix suns then they go to California for their next two games. They'll be playing Wednesday at the Los Angeles Clippers and Friday at the Golden State Warriors. That Clippers game isn't in l a it's actually i think I think it's South. It's closer to San Diego. can't remember what city it actually is in, but it's got a a name that I think I associate with another state so either way, I think the big question on everybody's minds. How many games are Jokic, Murray, and Porter going to play? It's going to depend on how they feel, first and foremost. With Jokic, if you're holding him out of non-contact stuff, or if you're you're preventing him from having contact to that wrist on Sunday, then I think it's very doubtful that he's going to play on Monday, because if you're not going to let him kind of expose that wrist in a practice situation, then you're obviously not going to do it in a game situation. So I know that he's not officially listed out quite yet. He will be. I very, very, very much doubt that he is going to play on Monday. The question is whether Jokic will play Wednesday or Friday in the California games. And that I think is probably more so going to be up to Jokic than it is the Nuggets sort of holding him out. Wednesday, I think, would be kind of a tight turnaround. You wouldn't surprise if they try to give the rest, uh, the wrist, one extra day of rest or two. Friday, though, I think is likely. I think I would guess if I were if I were Malone, and I wanted to get at least one kind of dress rehearsal game for how things are going to go in the regular season, I'm going to guess that Jokic plays on Friday, along with Jamal Murray and Michael Porter. Maybe they'll sit one of those guys, especially if Murray's hamstring is still bothering him. But I do think that Michael Malone understands that he wants he wants it to look and feel like a regular season game. He wants one of the preseason games to feel that way. It's going to be impossible to do that if Jokic isn't playing because he really is the embodiment of everything the Nuggets do with their offensive system. Asking DeAndre Jordan to run that system at center is dumb. Asking Zeke to do that is still dumb. So if I were betting on this, I would guess that Jokic plays in one game, and it's the last one. With Murray, like I said, it's a little bit more difficult to figure out. But it would not surprise me if he sits on Monday, sits on Wednesday, and plays on Friday. Because I think the Nuggets know that even though even though they're playing the long-term view. And that's what Michael Malone said. He wants to, see, wants to make sure that Jamal is ready to go a month from now, three months from now, six months from now, and in the best place that he can be. I know he believes that. I know he thinks that. But Murray is a very, very integral piece of what the Nuggets are going to do, even early on in the season, where he's going to eat up some, some of those minutes. You're not going to throw all of those two Bones Highland and Smith. Smith. Maybe they'll throw a little bit of extra now that he's kind of dealing with this. But if he's good to go, they're not going to hold him out. So I think the hamstring is probably more precautionary than anything. But I would guess that Murray plays on Friday as well. And that's going to be interesting because that's a Golden State game where that's going to take place in Chase Center, if I'm not mistaken. Unless they have another building that they're operating out of. So, Murray will be going back to the place where he tore his ACL. And that will be, its that's going to be quite a moment, I think. He's going to feel that. I think the Nuggets are going to feel that. I think it's going to be a big deal. Now with Porter. Porter's fine. Porter's healthy. He looks good. I do think the Nuggets are going to try to give him at least one rest game during this stretch. I would guess that it's not Friday if Murray and Jokic are going to play during that stretch. I would guess that it's Wednesday. I think he'll probably play the home game tomorrow. I'm recording this on Sunday night, so he'll probably play Monday versus the Phoenix Suns. I think he'll probably play Friday at Golden State. That would be my guess. That's my guess on how this plan is going to go. So I think that you're going to get Porter. On Monday, you're going to get none of the big three on Wednesday, and then you're going to get all of them on Friday. Now, that is subject to change. I am not here to, that's my prediction, I am not here to guarantee anything. I will say that if Jokic feels still uncomfortable with that wrist, or if Murray is still not quite over where that hamstring was supposed to be, then the Nuggets aren't going to hesitate to shut them down entirely. And maybe they'll even shut them down for the beginning of the regular season. Don't don't get me wrong. There is no doubt in my mind that those guys, the biggest goal is to have them play as much of the regular season and playoffs as possible. It's not to have them play initially. They're going to try to set them up for success as best as they possibly can. But it's going to affect everything else that the Nuggets do. So they're not going to overemphasize the preseason as a result. So, how does that affect Denver starters and their bench unit? What's it going to look like? If Jokic and Murray sit on Monday, which is kind of the expectation, and Porter plays, I'm going to be interested to see whether Bones starts or to see whether Ish Smith starts. Because I think there is something to Bones continuing to try to build that chemistry with the bench unit. He needs that. The Nuggets need that. They need him to be at his best. They might start Bones. They might feel good about something like that and and trying to run Ish with that second unit. Maybe they stagger and they run Ish and Bones with that second unit. Try a different look. What I will say is that if Porter's also going to be out there, you're going to want to try to develop Bones and MPJ's chemistry as well. So it's not like it would be entirely lost if the Nuggets just went with a starting lineup that looked like Bones, KCP, Porter, Gordon, and let's go Zeke Najee. I, I don't know who it would be, but it's going to be one of those two guys. If it's in the, the game where none of those big three are playing, then I'd guess that it would be Bones starting. I'd guess that maybe they also give uh KCP a game off or Gordon a game off. One of those guys or both of them maybe will get a game off for that particular stretch because if Denver does want that dress rehearsal game, I'm betting that it's going to be Friday. Maybe it's Wednesday. Maybe Denver moves that up a little bit, but it just – it's going to be all tied together is what I will say. I I don't know how it's going to be tied together yet, but there's a plan approaching this. Like they – Malone wants to check off certain boxes. He wants to do that for sure. There are certain guys that he hasn't seen yet that I'm sure he would want to. In the rotation context, I think Christian Brown probably gets some time within this rotation. For who, I'm not sure. My guess is that they would sit down Davon Reed, but you never know. Like Maybe maybe they wait for the game that Porter doesn't play, and then they play Christian with the second unit and Davon with the starters or something like that. Still got a lot to figure out, but I am curious to see how it goes. Now, what do we what do we need to see before the regular season? What do the Nuggets need to have happen? Do you need a dominant stretch of two-way play? Do you need to see Jokic and Murray going off together? Do you need Bruce Brown more with the starters? Do you want to see more bench configurations? Things like that. I think you can make an argument for all of them if I had to choose, I don't need to see Murray and Jokic going off. I know what those guys look like together. They have plenty of time, plenty of data where you know how they play together. Now, a dominant stretch of two-way play, really solid defense, that would go a long ways. I just want to be able to see Denver's defense look like it can do it because right now it looks incapable. Right now, Denver's defense even though it is effort-related and you know that their their schemes are fine and that they just need to execute those schemes at a higher rate of energy and whatnot. If you get that, and Denver does well, then great. If Michael Malone, if, after a, if a post-game interview comes where he says the energy was good, the effort was good, but the execution was bad, that'll be a red flag to me. That'll be bad. Because this is a veteran team and they should be figuring things out and they shouldn't have as many mental breakdowns and uh, mix-ups as previous years, I would say. If Denver has a bunch of mix-ups, then that's bad. I don't think that they will. I think the defense is going to look moderately better by the end of the preseason. But I do think that there's a possibility that it never does get better. And if that's the case, then that's a pretty big red flag. But either way, I do think that Murray and Jokic each play one more game. Hopefully, it's a Golden State game. Be pretty emotional for a variety of different reasons, but would be cool to see those guys play in that building and kind of get that monkey off their back, I think, because that's going to have some emotions for sure. Let's take a final break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how the preseason affects the regular season. We'll be right back. We're back, final segment pickaxe and roll. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Let's wrap things up here by talking about the regular season a little bit and talk about where we stand, where the Nuggets currently stand on, on what's going down after this preseason, and how this stretch of games has really affected things for this Nuggets group. I have some questions, I definitely do, especially with the injury questions kind of piling up here. There are more questions. It's not like this is a major problem yet. I think you need to see Murray and you need to see Jokic and how those guys are going to play, how Porter's going to interact with those guys, how the defense is going to act. I think it's going to take a little bit for everything to sort of wrap up and into place here, but I do think that you can ask these three main questions on on the regular season based off of how things have gone so far. Number one, can the team get off to a fast start with the way things have gone? It's definitely going to take a little bit. This team has had some adjustment period, and I don't think that's over. I don't think the bench is anywhere close to being figured out now. I think that the starters are very talented, but right now they're getting by by mostly talent, not necessarily execution on either side of the ball. It's going to take some time for both of Denver's units to really figure things out. And though Denver, they don't have this massively difficult stretch at the beginning of the season, it wouldn't surprise me if Nuggets fans and the Nuggets themselves would be a little bit disappointed with how things are going on early. Number two, can the offense find its rhythm early on? When you have Jokic out. Everything sort of changes, right? Everything, the way that the offense is run, the way that the plays are sort of like there's a certain level of gravity and a certain level of attention that Jokic commands from the high post that somebody like DJ just doesn't. Somebody like Zeke just just struggles to navigate. With Jokic, he goes from elbow to elbow at the top of the key, and very much commands the attention of the defense and is in control with those guys with Zeke with DJ and then kind of everybody riffing off of them it's more of we're going to try to execute the set as best as we can and hope the defense doesn't see it coming with denver with jokic it was more of an unstoppable thing like even if you know it's coming we can handle that pressure we know how to act on that pressure So I'm going to guess that it's going to take some time to build that rhythm too. I know people don't want to hear this, and maybe this is kind of a cop-out answer on this, but it's going to take some time for Denver to look like the top-ranked defense that I think they can be. And if you're dealing with guys coming in and out of the lineup, especially important guys, then it affects everybody on the team. It affects the starting unit. It affects the bench. It affects the reserves and any of the combinations kind of in between. So I would be at least monitoring that situation. And it's not necessarily about how many shots are being made. It's about the flow of the offense, generating the right looks, making sure that the ball is ahead of the defense and not behind. Going to be fascinating to see how it evolves. And then number three, Can the defense reach an acceptable level for Denver to win a high percentage of their games? Because I think everybody understands that Denver's offense, even if it's not in rhythm, is still going to be potent, whether it's the 7th-ranked offense or the 5th-ranked offense or the 9th-ranked offense or whatever. Denver's offense is still going to be fantastic, and they have the potential to be worldly, all-worldly. The defense also has potential to be very subpar. No way around it, really. I think Denver, they've shown in this preseason that if they don't provide the requisite effort, then their defense is liable to be exposed. Now, it's the preseason, and the regular season will probably bring a newfound level of efforts, but it's going to take time for Denver to have to execute that. Can the bench handle their stuff? Can the starters handle their stuff? How's it going to look when certain players are targeted with that starting unit? Can the Nuggets overcome that? What happens if guys get into foul trouble? Things like that. So, I'm definitely... If I had to guess where Denver's offense and defense would rank after the first 10 games of the season, I would guess their offense ranks about 10 and their defense ranks about 23. That'd be my guess. Now, what that means is that Denver's probably about five and five, and I'd guess Denver's probably five and five, or maybe they're six and four in their first 10 games, and maybe I'm overreacting, and and Denver, they will come out and prove me wrong, and everybody will get to laugh at Ryan and be like, ah, you're always an Eeyore right now. I get it. I understand. That's sort of my role with this. I try to provide some Counterbalance to the overarching, like the the very heavy bias for and against. Like I try to be as realistic as possible. We're kind of circling back to expectations here. Handicapping this rotation is very interesting because I think it's going to look like I think the Murray and Jokic will be back. That I can say. I don't think those guys are going to be held up for extensive periods of time at the beginning of the regular season. If I had to guess, if you had to, like if I had to bet on it, then I would bet on Denver's starting lineup being intact in game one. Now, do I think Murray and Porter are going to play 30 plus? No. I think I had to, I'd have Murray at 26 minutes, Bones at 22 minutes behind him. I'd have KCP playing 30 minutes and Bruce Brown playing 18 minutes at shooting guard. Porter would play 28 minutes. Davon plays 15 and then Bruce plays five minutes at small forward. So he plays a 23 total. He'll play the most off the bench. Aaron Gordon. I have playing 30 Jeff. I have playing 18 and then Jokic. I have playing 32 and I have Deandre Jordan right now playing 16. Now, might be closer to 14 or 15, depending on the stint, but if I have to guess, I would say that Jordan right now, DeAndre Jordan, is ahead of Zeke Nagy in the rotation, and whether people are happy about that or not, I do think that Zeke has to work on being the rim protector and anchor that the Nuggets are hoping he can be. He is currently behind Jordan, I would say. Denver wants him to be ahead. I think they would prefer for him to be the center so that he's a little bit more versatile, a little bit more defensive mobility for sure. But Jordan is going to give Denver that hard rim rolling player and rim protecting player that as long as Denver doesn't have to like drag him up and down the floor, they can survive. They can definitely do that. And I think Bones would definitely benefit from having those screens set for him. And Denver would benefit from getting some easy baskets here or there, or maybe prevent some easy baskets in the form of rim protection. So I would guess that Jordan is ahead of Zeke. I would guess that Davon's ahead of Christian Brown until we hear otherwise. Haven't seen Christian Brown with the main rotation yet. I don't think we will. I think Davon has definitely proven that he's ahead of Christian. Proven is probably the wrong word, because I'd like to see what happens when you flip those guys and see what they, see what it looks like. Maybe we will see that over the course of the rest of this preseason, but I'd have to imagine that Davon gets the opening night minutes. Aaron Gordon is in place at his spot. Jeff Green in place behind him. I have Ish Smith as the 11th man. Definitely feels like if Denver's starting or bench unit kind of falters, Ish Smith is going to be the guy that Michael Malone likes to bring in and get everybody organized, put Bones into a better situation to score as opposed to playmake, and try to change up the pace of the game. And then nobody behind those 11 guys is really seriously, actually 12 guys, because it could be Jordan or Zeke. Nobody behind those 12 guys is really seriously challenging for Denver's rotation whether it's Flacco, whether it's Jack White, whether it's Peyton Watson, guys like that. like I just don't see it. I think Denver's in a good spot where they have players that are pretty well penciled into their starting and second spots. And there isn't a lot of controversy adding into this one. But because Denver's still a little bit weak in both of those units... I'm going to predict they start off maybe a little slower than everybody would want. Now, I don't think it will be 3 and 7 or 2 and 8 or anything like that where you have to sound the alarm bells, but it won't feel perfect. And there will definitely be some growing pains that the Nuggets have to get through. Things like that. All right. Glad I could lift up everybody's spirits on this Sunday night, Monday morning. Should be fantastic. I'm sure everybody will enjoy listening to this one. That is going to do for this episode of Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by Superbook Sports. I'll be back on Monday night following Denver's uh, preseason game against the Phoenix Suns. Maybe Jokic does play. Maybe Murray does play. Maybe I'll be surprised for sure. I doubt it, but... You never know. You never know. Hopefully we have something fun to talk about after that particular game. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Talk to you guys tomorrow.